come on a journey with a cinephile. Wake up, sucker. We're thieves and we're bad guys. That's exactly what we are. Listeners, welcome to bonus episode number 12 of Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. As always, I'm your tour guide here of David Garrett Jr., recording out of Columbus, Ohio. So this is going to be very brief, as I just wanted to do a kind of intro here, and you'll hear a bit more as we get into it, but Jamie and I had not recorded since... Back in February, it looked like, for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that was when the newest one came out this year. So we did a you know little bonus episode where we did the first and second one. We had some life changes that I'll get into, if you don't know already, during that episode once she joins me. But I just wanted to bring you up here to speed that she loves the original Hocus Pocus. So we decided to watch that one, give it a rewatch ahead of watching the sequel. And so I just wanted to alert you that there are going to be a bit of spoilers. We don't go too deep into it. We kind of give just our likes, dislikes, and just a little bit more outside of that. So I wanted to tell you here, so let me get you over to a very brief break before she joins me and we get into our thoughts. So I want to thank you for listening and coming on this journey with us. Journey with a Cinephile. And welcome back. So, I haven't done one of these in a little while, and Jamie and I have actually watched a couple movies, so I figured I would bring her back onto the podcast so that way we could kind of, you know, discuss it and everything like that. So, before I kind of get into what we watched, and I mean, if you actually listened to my last episode, you would know what we watched, but I'm first going to introduce her. So, my beautiful wife, Jamie, is here with me, if you want to go ahead and say hello. Hi there. So, before I get into what we watched, I just kind of wanted to check in with you and how is everything going? Oh, things are going just fine. I think we might have a little bit of something that you have not officially announced. I'm pretty sure I might have referenced it on the podcast, but you've actually had an interesting change. Oh yeah, I am now in my third trimester of our first baby. Yes, so... I'm assuming that's what you meant to share. Yes, oh, that, okay. is, that is. <laughs> so it's kind of funny is that, I mean, I guess you could easily say that this is the baby's first podcast as well. True, it's a special guest. Quiet guest, but special nonetheless. I mean, you might have a 
noise here and there just in case something happens with movement, but that's in the Oh, yeah. There. It's a very active baby. All right, so perfect. And the movies that we watched is you are a fan of Hocus Pocus. I am, yes. So that was one that you and your friend Diddy got me to watch a couple years ago, actually. It was last year, wasn't it? It was a couple years ago because I actually looked it up when I was going through my podcast. It was actually in the first season of my podcast. Oh, really? I remember I fell asleep. I was so tired. Diddy keeps us out way too late. Yes. I mean, even back then, <laughs> we were starting to get older than we are now. <laughs> So, what I kind of wanted to do here before I introduce the next movie, because we actually watched the sequel, I just kind of wanted to get some of your thoughts on Hocus Pocus. So, what do you like about this movie? I don't remember the first time I watched Hocus Pocus, but it's always been one of those movies of my childhood. I might have seen it when I was in my teens for the first time, but to me it's a movie I grew up on. So, it has that nostalgia piece where... It's just magical and witty and funny and everybody just talked about it all the time. It's just what I did as a kid every fall. So for me, it's a a mystical movie that I always wanted to dress up as and watch every Halloween. I don't think I ever did, though. (laughs) I think I've seen it maybe five times in my life. Okay. Not a whole lot. You know, cable TV. Yeah. We didn't have that growing up where yeah. I'm from. <laughs> he rolled his eyes at me. Um, but it's not a movie I ever owned. I never had memorabilia for it. But it's always held a soft spot in my heart. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, you guys are the one, as I was saying, showed it to me for the first time. So that was, I mean, I've seen this now twice. Um, so is there anything after this most recent viewing that... You kind of wanted to bring up here or anything that might not have held up for you after this watch that we did or the other day? The original? Yeah. It's less shiny than it used to be. That's I think fair. the more times I watch it or t- I guess we didn't watch it last year, but it feels like the more often I see it, the less, I don't know the word, shiny and like it doesn't hold up as it once did. It's almost like I've seen it too many times now. Got it. I do think it's still witty, and the commentary is funny watching it as an adult, but it goes down a little bit each time, which kind of makes me sad, so I don't, maybe I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> That's fair, because I mean, I will say that I understand why people enjoy it as much as they do. I don't have the nostalgia for it, so I mean, I think it's fine. I do think it's a good gateway horror movie, though, to get people to watch, especially if you want kids to try to get into the genre, just because it is so approachable. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Monica and Pete show this to Amelia and Jonas. All I hear you saying is that you're going to show this to our child very soon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> once they're of age to enjoy movies, we will see. Um, got it, got it. So I guess the kind of last thing I'll kind of ask for this movie here is, is there anything that you would kind of change or, I know we were kind of talking at the end of watching it that we weren't really sure where they were going to go with a sequel. Is there anything, taking out what we've already seen, is there anything that you would do to kind of set up for a sequel? I don't know. I don't, I think it's hard to make it into a sequel because it's just, There was an ending. All the loose ends were tied up. Binks went away. The kids were safe and happy. I 
didn't ever expect there to be a sequel. Yeah. I know there's been rumors for years that there was going to be a sequel. I had no idea, so my expectations for the sequel were not very high. Okay. Um, but I was excited that they did a sequel because it's one of those where, not to give too much away, I thought it was done well. Yeah. For all the loose ends that were tied up. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see where you're coming from there. I mean, I was actually the same way. Is I know when I first got into podcasts, they were talking about doing a sequel, and it took a while, and I mean, they pretty much, from what I gathered, people thought it was dead in the water and that they were never actually going to do a sequel. So I'm actually kind of shocked that they finally did one. Right. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they didn't wait till next year to release it, so it was the 30th year. Oh, yeah. Just the 30th anniversary, but... Yeah, Disney's not necessarily <laughs> yeah one to not capitalize when they can make money on something. So I guess before we kind of wrap this up here, is there anything that you wanted to say that we might not have about Hocus Pocus? No, I think we covered it. I mean, I just still think of the bad haircuts of yeah. the 90s and the bad jokes and stuff that we make fun of now, but it was a true 90s movie. Yes, that's fair. So it's just kind of funny with Ice's name <laughs> on the back of his head. and like that's we got not some... bad. <laughs> Sure, sure. But it's fun to watch and kind of reminisce. Okay. And I think that's kind of where that movie lives for me. Okay, that's that's completely fair. So what I'm going to go ahead and do then is get us over to a very brief break where I'm going to play the trailer for Hocus Pocus 2. I will give the rundown and then we will give our thoughts from there. So stay tuned. I banish thee from Salem <gasps> forever. You are right to fear thee. Magic has a way of uniting. Happy 16th birthday, child. I have a gift for my favorite customers. Legend has it, it's on the 16th birthday that a witch gets her powers. We have to steal their souls. Whoa, 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 wait, can we talk about this? No. <laughs> we must fly! We run amok! Not freak out. The revengeful maniac obsessed with getting revenge on Salem sounds very bad for Salem. We should get some salt. Why? So we taste better when they eat us? Six feet under. Stop! I am a good zombie! And welcome back. So just to introduce Hocus Pocus 2, this is from 2022. This is directed by Anne Fletcher. It looks like it was... The screenplay was written by Jen D'Angelo. 
The story was by David Kirshner, Blake Harris, and D'Angelo. And this is based on characters created by Kirshner along with Mick Garris, one of the masters of horror. This stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. This is a comedy family fantasy film that is... I think it goes enough into horror with some of the elements that they use. This, this one's much darker. You think well, so? I, See, I, I take that back. Yeah. We'll get back into that. This Sorry is from, to interrupt. Twice. This is from the United <laughs> States. It is currently sitting on a 6.3 on IMDb and a 3.1 on Letterboxd with the synopsis being, three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. So, where I kind of want to start is, what did you like about the sequel? Well, first off, that synopsis is wrong. Yes, I was actually just thinking that as I read it off, but... It annoys me, because it's two young women. Yes, and then a third kind of gets pulled into everything. I get what they're saying, but it's wrong, and sometimes I really like details. That's fair. (laughs) Sorry, what were you saying again? What did you like about the sequel? So, I liked how they tied it all in together. Yes. I really had no idea how the sequel was going to happen. Agreed. I kind of thought they would do, um, oh, what's that movie with the bachelor party in Vegas? Oh, The Hangover. I kind of thought they were going to do the exact same movie again. Okay. And I didn't understand how they could because the witches were quote unquote dead. Yes. Again. Or gone. Agreed. So I had no idea how this was going to tie in, and I enjoyed seeing Sam Richardson Yes, yep. as kind of a bad guy. Kind of? Well, I mean, yeah, he gets them all into this mess. He does, but I also he don't... He tricks the girls. I don't think he realized necessarily what he was doing. He 100% did because he wanted to bring the Sanderson sisters back. Agreed, but I also don't think... Because, I mean, he ends up being blackmailed into helping them because if he doesn't, he's going to die. Yeah, I don't think he realized how evil they were. That's what I was kind of getting at. So I will but concede that I think he he's the bad he's the bad guy turned hero. But my if thing you with will. well, my thing with him though is that he does state that he thought they were misunderstood and that it was a different time where he thought they were villainized. But then he actually realizes that they are villains. They're villains, one hundred percent. So I liked how they tied it in. I love Sam Richardson. I think oh, me he. Too. He's just, I don't know, he's like He's a, a big, lovable guy. Yeah, I was going to call him a little tiny cherub. I don't know why, but like I just... Yeah, he's a big cherub. <laughs> he's a big cherub. But he just, every time he's in something, like I just, I want to watch it. Yeah. He just brings that finesse and fun. He's approachable, and he can even do like some adult comedy without going too adult with it. Right. So I really liked him in it. I liked, um, I don't know... I, I love, hate, the Disney spin on it. Yeah. Because the first movie wasn't by Disney, was it? Yes, it was. Really? But that was closer to peak Disney, where they did some very dark stuff back in the day. And I feel like that, even though it's 90s Disney, still feels like it was a little bit of a hangover of old Disney that would go there. Yeah, because that didn't feel warm and really fuzzy, life lesson-y. Uh, it's there, but it's not as ham-fisted. Right. So in this one, I like that warm feeling, but I also don't like that warm feeling. Yeah, so th- I don't this know one like... does go much more warm feeling. Yeah, this... Yeah. So I like those characteristics. I definitely 
like the modern twist and the comedy to it. I like that they brought back the actor for Billy. Yes. I, I like that they brought back all those actors. Yeah, they, yeah. So I enjoy when sequels do that Me too. homage. Me I think too. that's really, you have to. If you want the icon, yeah. you kind of have to. Agreed. The only person I missed was Thackeray Banks. Yeah. But that's really hard to bring him back. With what they did with him moving on at the end of the first one, it's really hard. They do kind of play with it, though, with this black cat that might, might understand things. Him. And they did technically talk about Emily and Thackeray. They did. So they technically They do great about referencing enough. the first movie with the lore. I will give them a lot of credit on okay. that. And, I mean, I'll even double down with I like what they did with how the two movies mirror each other, but I also like how they give you more backstory that actually takes place before the backstory of the first movie. Right. Where they introduce this witch mother that ends up kind of giving them the book. And I like that the book is the one that actually helps bring them back because he worked with Gilbert on how to make another black flame candle. That's true. And that's how he tricks them into bringing the Sanderson sisters back. And I also like that they developed the lore a bit more about there was a spell that they shouldn't use and that's what they're doing here they kind of allude to that they're going to try to become young again with this spell but they're also leaning more towards wanting to do this thing to make them the most powerful witches but then there's also this it's warning the most powerful witch that they don't realize what the stakes are and i mean i don't even mind how that kind of plays in with how it ends and how they kind of um what I want to say here is how they end everything as well. Yeah. Those are about my pros. Okay. I mean, I also like some of the new characters they brought in. Cause I mean, we have actually recently went to Salem on vacation. So it's kind of interesting how they kind of play in with the judges being kind of villainous a bit in their eyes with the judges, how the, the mayor and oh, okay. how he was a minister back Sorry. in the day. Thinking and of the contest judges, I was like, they barely played on the screen for twenty seconds. <laughs> but he banished them over a stupid reason, which is kind of similar to what we learned about with Salem, is that they did some shady things. Even though the modern guy who's running for mayor seems like a pretty good guy and a good father, and they don't really villainize him at all. Right. The minister in the past, he's misogynistic, but it's also the time. Sixteen fifty-three. Yes. So they did a lot of things that were messed up. Agreed. So I get where they have that grudge, but it's on the wrong person. And I also would say that like, I can understand why Gilbert is also wrong in his... Because he's looking at it like they were vilified. They weren't actually villains. And then we see that they are so bitter that they are villains through and through now. Right. Maybe when they were kids, they weren't. Yes. But... As adults, we, you what, make different choices. What you see in the beginning of the first movie, they're bad guys. Like they're, there's, well, they're there's, eating children. Yeah, there's very little <laughs> redeeming quality there. So then, since we kind of already went through that, what are some dislikes you had about this one? I hated all the singing. Okay. I don't mind having a musical number. but There was two, two or three, or like they yeah. just come back and the girls kind of poke fun at it where it's, who are they singing for? And yeah. I like, okay, let's go back to a like. I like how they like do a number and you're like, why are they doing this? And then it traps them. So I get why they put it in, but I just, it was a yeah. lot. I thought they did well in the first one. Cause I mean, you, you want Bette Midler there because she's got a great voice. Right. 
but we didn't need two potentially three musical numbers i'm with you i i, I don't i don't need that i i just couldn't yeah I, no <laughs> <laughs> and then i didn't necessarily enjoy the life lessons yeah i thought it was a little bit too heavy handed which is with a that. weird thing for me because i'm such a person that enjoys the silver lining yeah of everything but it was a little bit too much it was a in your face yeah well because i mean because you're having i believe you're referring to you have the three friends that are like the heroes here they have their reconciliation that gets a little bit sappy i actually fine because girls in high school fight and you have to get over it i actually don't mind how it ends with the sister realizing that like that's what their downfall has been is that she's always been so selfish but there are a lot of things throughout it where I kind of feel like it is, I wish they would have went darker and then had that. Right. Because well, it, it kind of diminished the ending for me. Right. And it, it felt like it was all shoved in in the last yeah. scene. Yeah. So it would have been nice to, because I agree, I like the life lessons where it's, oh no, they're not coming back to you. You're going to them. And she's like. I'm okay with that. Like, I thought that was great. Yeah. But it was just so in your face. Yeah. They were so hunting for the Magikai Maximus spell and just, I don't know, whether it was drug out or just too much all at once, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. It just didn't sit right with me. But, okay. I mean, I did get choked up a little bit. It might be the hormones. It could be. I mean, we, but <laughs> we can't confirm or deny. Sometimes certain things just make me cry. <laughs> um, but I think... Just the how the sisters they love each other and oh I can't remember their names right now it's not uh, just give me one second here we have Winifred is obviously the main one then you have Sarah Sarah is Sarah and then you have Mary okay that's what I was gonna say but I kept thinking Beth was in there well Sarah and Mary have always loved one another and always been about sisters but Winifred the leader the most selfish one hasn't been so this movie was about her growth. And yes. Her realizing. So I didn't hate it. I just felt like it was overplayed. Yeah. Cause I mean, I guess it does come full circle, technically, because as before they're witches, she is upset because she doesn't want to be married off because she just wants to live with her sisters. And then she becomes power hungry. And then we get to see pretty much everything that happens up until she loses her sisters finally. And that's the first time where she's like, I don't want the power, I want them. Right. So I thought that was nice. Yes. Yep. And then the Earth or the Witch Mother, I felt like... It doesn't have any payoff outside of giving them the book and she just no, disappears. Right. Well, the, the bird comes back at the end. So I think she's watching them. But I mean, she doesn't do anything. But she doesn't do anything. Like, I was kind of excited. Where's this going? And then it just was nowhere. Yeah. So that Got bothered it. me a little bit. But I like how it's introduced and I like how... Um, another like is the witch mother knew that Winifred was different Winifred knew that oh uh, Becca is Becca different Becca is different so I like that tie but it just seems like that was done nothing with yeah that's no I, I completely see where you're coming from and that makes complete sense to me there um is there any other dislikes that you had 
No, I think I covered it. I know I went back and forth between likes and dislikes, yeah, but, but I mean, kind of flow together. Yeah, I mean, because there's things I think that if you don't have that negative to it, would have been a positive, but you're saying that there are good aspects, but because they went this route, it right. held it back. Um, so I guess, like, say you are for the studio or you're the filmmaker here. Is there anything you would have done differently with making this a sequel or of anything you wish they would have kind of done with this one as a sequel? I think it would have been cool if they would have brought back Max and... Oh. Um, Allison? And that's Allison's house. Is, what is the, Allison's is, house, sorry, we went there, so that's what I think of, is the girl. Is the girlfriend. And the little sister. Yeah. If they would have brought them back, again, not sure how they would have tied that in, but those are the three Well, because it's interesting, because I don't, I don't know if Thora Birch is still acting. I know I just saw Vanessa Shaw in something last year. And I don't know if Omri Katz is still acting or not, even if they... Right, so I don't know how they would have done that. But I would have tried to tie it in a little bit more, or even just bring in the history of Salem a little bit. And maybe that's just because we went there, so I feel... So we know that there's a rich history. Right. I mean... It's hard to do, though, so... Because the history there is so dark. Dark. Would that have made money? I I don't know. I'm not good at that. (laughs) I mean... It's different because as a horror fan like I am, like it's hard that Disney doesn't want to go hard into that. They really want to cater more towards the family friendly, and this one is much more family friendly than the previous one. Agreed. So I, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen it gone darker. I'm with you there completely. Yeah, I just a little too warm and fuzzy, which again is a weird thing that I can't believe I'm saying. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I've changed you. I know. For the better, for the worse, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is I loved what they did to make this a sequel because, I mean, right before it started, we're like, how? I thought that was brilliant to get the candle and, I mean, Salem, I'm sure, as most people know, it is very witch heavy and I'm sure some of the residents hate it. And some of them love it. Well, I mean, our tour guide, that great guy that we had who showed us around and everything, said how they have leaned into it and that that's where they make most of their money is they become a tourist trap. And most people embrace it. And that's why, like, when you just walk down their main streets that there are just witch shops galore. You kind of have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said how you? the city was dying until they decided to lean into it because they tried to get away from it. It's just such a cool place and it does yeah. have that rich history. No, so... I wish that was represented a little bit more, but again, that's not what the movie's about. Yeah. And I mean, I don't love in this one that they're trying to potentially set it up for a, a third, third one. That 100% has to be. I think it all kind of depends on how well this one does. Because they have a new witch, which is Becca, and she yeah. has a coven. Yeah. Which we also learned that um, Sarah and Mary don't actually have powers. Not really. I thought they did. Well, I mean, they do to an extent because they can fly. They just aren't as naturally gifted as... I thought it was the brooms that could fly because in the first movie, the kids pick up their brooms and they fly off. Right. I mean, I guess guess that could come back to Winifred bewitches them and... So that's one, I just, I don't know where that, that's a little gray area. I, I guess Not you might be. a bad one. I guess you might be right. I think it almost, they have enough power to help Winifred be more powerful. Because that's what they do with Becca in this one is when they all combined together in protecting each other, their power is stronger together. 
But I, I think you're right. I don't think they have as much natural power, but they have enough power where as a crew, as a coven, they have abilities. Right. But you're right, though, because they don't get power until the spell. Like, right. where they can actually, like, shoot things. Yeah. I remembered another, like, that I have. I like that book has, like, depth to it. Yes, the book has personality. Right, and it can pick and choose, and it it's part of the reason... That they have power. And Winifred's demise. Yes. Because it, it, it tries also, to alert them and tries to stop them. He also... Yeah, so I thought that was... Cool. I wasn't expecting that one because in the first one you just think book does whatever Winifred wants. Right. And this one does definitely kind of and I mean he even worked with Gilbert before to try to get them to come back because it want he wants the book wants to be back with them. Right. So that's cool. Um, I guess is there any other things that you wanted to kind of run down for this movie before we kind of ended at everything out here? No, I think I've said all my thoughts, whether that was chaotic or not. I don't care. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I can. I think we've kind of covered things well enough. Um, what would you grade both Hocus Pocus and its sequel as, like, whatever grading scale you want to do? I'll do alphabetical okay. today. Um, I would give the original a solid B, I okay. think. But I think that's just because it's got a spot in my heart. But it used to be an A. Yeah. So that's hard for me. And then I think I would give Hocus Pocus 2 a C. Okay. It just, sometimes it played too hard into the, oh, we got to hit those 90s kids. Yeah, that But also, they're yeah. kids. Yeah. So that's hard. I liked what they did. I would be okay if I never saw it again, I think. That's well, fair. Until our kid is uh, yeah. dying to watch it because of you. So, it's actually kind of funny is I just did my update for Hocus Pocus earlier this morning. So, I actually, I came down after the second viewing because I don't have the nostalgia for it. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I think it's a good movie. I just, I think it's lacking things that connect with me. And I haven't done my numeric rating yet for the sequel. I'm probably going to be coming in... At the highest, it would be a 7. I don't think I'm going to go that high. It's probably going to be around a 6, 6.5. I don't think it's bad. It's, it's not bad. Like that's I'm bad. not the target audience. That's, that's where I'm fair. coming in. It doesn't go dark enough for me. I would definitely recommend it to fans of the first one. And, and my niece and nephew, I think they would love it. I think, if not now, I think they'll love it when they're soon. Older. Soon. Like I, Jonas is four. I think Amelia might enjoy it. But if not, I think she will enjoy it here in a couple years. Right. I, I sh agreed. I just, I think I'm not the right audience. Okay. And that's okay. No, that's fair. Um, so then just to kind of close everything out, is there anything that, or anybody you want to say anything to here as we kind of close out? Well, of course I have to say hello to Amelia and Jonas. Auntie J loves you. Okay. Well, so go ahead and say goodbye to our listeners then. Bye to all of my wonderful fans out there. <laughs> There it is. And this is David Garrett Jr. I am your tour guide, and I want to say thank you so much for listening, and I am signing off. It had been a wonderful evening, and what I needed now to give it the perfect ending. <laughs>